Welcome to YFC Now with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. Okay, welcome back to the YFC Now show. I'm Ed Kazmarek and glad to be with you. Thanks for listening. Uh, we just really appreciate people spending the time with us to find out what we're, what's happening in youth ministry, especially through Youth for Christ. And great things are happening uh, just this week. We had our teen parents group go up to Hume Lake Camp, and uh, what a great ministry Hume Lake has, and they served our girls well. We had 60, actually 64 teenage moms and their babies, so that made over 100 people, plus 28 mentors that went up to Hume Lake and had a great weekend playing in the snow. It was a weekend, uh, a very snowy weekend. Chains were put on, and everybody made it to camp, but they had a great weekend of ministry. We know of eight girls who made a decision to follow Christ, and several more who humbly recommitted their lives to Christ. And what a, what a fantastic scene it was. Your support makes these kind of ministries happen. So those of you out there who pray for us, who volunteer with us, and who support financially, that's how this happens. We can't do it without the support. Um, we have a wonderful team of staff and a group of volunteers that give selflessly. And just um, so we're so motivated and encouraged by the great news that's happening. So thanks for being a part. You know that I like to talk about, uh, if you've listened to the show before, we talk about youth and the challenges that they're facing. We talk about our different ministry areas. Kind of a fun discussion today. We're going to be talking uh, with Jonathan Blessy, who's our one of our campus life staff. And we're going to be talking about campus life. And again, people who listen to the show, many of those who are in their 40s and 50s probably participated in campus life in Fresno um, because there were a lot of campus life clubs. And it was kind of the, the main thing for youth to do in that era in the 70s and 80s. And so many people fondly remember campus life. And while we still do campus life, we serve in a lot of different other ways through our ministry in addition to campus life today. And so uh, we're always trying to add more campus life clubs. Right now we have uh, three or four operating in the area, and uh, we've got a great club in Sanger with Sanger High, fantastic club with Clovis West, and we're on the Fresno High campus as well. Uh, we're looking at a Hoover possibility. Uh, we'll, we'll give more information on that as time goes on, but uh, Back in the day, back in the 80s, Hoover Club was a really large club, probably the largest campus life club in our area. But today we have uh, a, a wonderful ministry at Clovis West. That's been a, a ministry ongoing for probably 30-plus years, uh, campus life club happening with Clovis West. And uh, there's been a long series of wonderful people who have led that club and volunteered in it and ministered through it. And so I mentioned that we have here in the studio, the extravagant Youth for Christ studios, we have Jonathan Blessy with Campus Life. So let me welcome you, Jonathan. Thank you. Jonathan is a a great guy. Everybody loves Jonathan. Um, And I did mention Hume Lake at the start of the show. And you, Jonathan, you've been on staff at Hume Lake, right? Yes, I have for the past two summers. Yeah. So Jonathan is well known around Hume Lake. And, uh, He's been in Fresno with us, working with our Clovis West Campus Life Club. So, um, Jonathan, just as an introduction, tell us a little bit about your history with Campus Life and how you got to this point. 
Well, uh, I went to Sierra High School up in the foothills, um, graduated in 2006, uh, and campus life was just starting up there, um, I believe my senior year. So I was kind of involved with that, and then once I graduated, I started to help out um, with campus life up at Sierra, um, had some connections there, and, and kind of got connected to the um, Fresno and Clovis schools through that. Um, and then uh, just through other seasons of my life, I kind of was brought back to um, volunteering a little more for, with uh, Campus Life. And then I think it was last year, Ed, you uh, at, talked to me about coming on part-time part -time staff working with Campus Life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I first met you at some big event. We, we uh, sometimes have had events called Campus Life Live. Yeah. And I think it was at Bethany Church, if I recall. Uh, maybe, it yes. is, maybe it was before that. But I just remember you playing a part in that and yeah. many, many Campus Life events through uh -huh. the years. Yeah. Um, just thinking back, what are, what are some of the memories you have? Just little glimpses, anything crazy that happened in Campus Life, the games that you remember? Uh, I remember, like, the Campus Life Lives were just loads of fun because it was all, at that time, there were quite a bit more high schools that had Campus Life Clubs on it. So everybody got together for those, and it was, there's was always some kind of competition or, or pageant for, like, Mr. and Mrs. Campus Life. Um, and it was just wild and weird games that often involved eating spam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all kinds of stuff. So when everybody got together, it was really uh, a lot of fun times for me, but I don't know, there's just a lot of good hanging out and good discussion and mm -hmm. good games. Yeah. We talk a lot about, especially around our, our staff team and even with other chapters of Youth for Christ, we talk a lot about the campus life model. Uh, because the culture has changed, some people have questioned, does the campus life model still reach our youth? And quite honestly, we're trying to rebuild right now. Uh, we don't have as many schools uh, as we used to, and we don't have as many schools as we'd like to. We'd love to have a Campus Life Club with every high school. And so we're kind of in a rebuilding mode, and you're a part of that. Um, however, Clovis West Club has continued on and on through time, and that, that's been a really great thing. But my hope and dream is that, once again, we could have a Campus Life Club at every school. I don't think the model is dead and gone. I do think it takes a lot of effort, and I do see that because churches have wonderful youth groups today, Many of our uh, kids who can go to youth group, they are going to youth group, and they should. It's a great place to plug in and grow. Mm. Campus Life's focus is still reaching unchurched kids, kids who might otherwise not be exposed to the gospel. And so on that note, uh, we, just, we have a great ministry like that at Clovis West. Why don't you lay out for us a little bit about what the Clovis West Club that you're involved in looks like? Mm -hmm. uh, so we hold our clubs on Thursday nights at, at one of our students' uh, houses um, just down the street from Clovis West, so kids know where it's at and it's easy to get to. Some of the guys come straight from football practice or girls from uh, softball practice or whatever it may be. Um, and kids show up about 7 o'clock, and uh, we just kind of hang out for a little while, and there's always snacks. We have um, some volunteers that are just faithful with bringing snacks and junk food each mm -hmm. week. Uh, which definitely draws the kids in. Um, and so we just kind of hang out and catch up on what's been going on throughout the week for each of the students. And then um, just kind of start off with an opening welcome and telling them what we're going to be going through this week and then kind of hit it off with some more icebreaker-type games um, and 
just really any kind of games. A lot of the, a lot of times these kids will latch on to some and always want to play those over and over again. So that's great to know that they, they enjoy the game parts too. Um, so after playing games for a while, um, just to kind of get their attention and everything, then um, we watch a video clip that um, the, national, the national office has put together and uh, that leads straight into some discussion time and discussion questions. So often we'll break up into smaller groups so they feel more free to, to be open um, in these discussions. And uh, it, it's just really a great time for the volunteers and leaders and staff to connect with the students um, in these smaller groups. And then once, once we're uh, around in our groups for a while, we... Um, uh, gather back into uh, the main group and just kind of have uh, a wrap-up time of um, either myself or one of the, the volunteers um, kind of going through the curriculum but really trying to personalize it and using personal anecdotes or parts of your testimony. This week, for instance, we have um, one of our volunteers, Kylie, sharing her testimony because it really, uh, really fits in with this week's theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it'll just really speak to these kids. And that's great. Oh, and Kylie's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so many things to talk about in what you just shared, but the first thing you had mentioned, the national office, and I don't know if uh, our listening audience knows this, but YFC is a national ministry. In fact, it's international, and uh, there is a lot of support out of the national office, from which is located in Denver, and part of the support that we get as a chapter of YFC is there's a curriculum, an entire curriculum put together year after year for campus life. And so the theme might be make a difference or it might be, uh, well, what's this year's theme? This year's theme is all in. All in. Okay. Yeah. So kind of fun, different themes that where the, the curriculum follows. And the neat thing about that is all across the country, there's campus life meeting in different cities. Not every YFC chapter has a campus life ministry. But uh, those that do are following this national curriculum. They're using the same video clips. They're using the same scriptures. Mm-hmm. They're uh, talking about the same biblical issues and social challenges and struggles that kids have. And it's kind of neat to know that there's that kind of national fellowship going on. Yeah. And, of course, we adapt the curriculum as we need to if there's certain needs or discussions that need to happen. Absolutely. And that's part of the neat thing about that. And then you mentioned the small groups. And I just, I've always said this, I believe that, Kids are ready to share if we just give them the opportunity. If we open up the door and give them room and space to talk and it's a safe place, they want to share about what's going on in their lives. They want to share about the tough things that they're struggling with. And though we want a perfect situation where they can talk to their parents and and everything is worked out at home and everything's great at home, it ain't always that way. I mean, we find struggles and challenges do you think, can you think of anything that just without naming names, just struggles that you've heard from kids that that's going on today? Um, there's definitely been, um, I think people have told, uh, different students have told me at times of, of friends of theirs who also go to club who struggle with things like cutting. And that's something that, that I've always heard about, but, but never given much thought. Cause to me, it seems so, so foreign and, and just kind of ridiculous, but for for those who don't know what that is, uh, because we don't talk about it much, but uh, it's self injury. It's yeah. uh, self injurious behavior where it's almost a way where kids that are hurting so bad, their feelings go numb, and they almost want to create pain by cutting themselves with a sharp object. 
to then be able to feel something. And it's really destructive behavior. Yeah. And so it's just finding that release, uh, just like any drug addiction or, or uh, alcohol use. Um, so that's been one instance. Um, one, of the, one of the girls who's just a regular attender is was a foster child who's just been through the foster system, been in countless homes just because she's been kind of a wild child and, and, you know, the family's asking her to leave. But, um, the, the woman she's with now actually just adopted her last fall. And it's just been cool to see that change in her. This girl, when she first came was just so closed and arms always folded in the corner and, and, uh, you know, more complaintive than supportive of, of what's going on. But now she is just involved in every discussion, always has stuff to say, always kind of chiming in and getting the, the other students to give their input as well. And it's, it's just great to see um, just what she contributes to the club and just what's going on in her life with her now adopted mother. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. You know, I've been able to visit club and I know that there's on any given day, there's 15, 20, maybe up to 25 kids that Mm -hmm. come through the course of the year. You've probably met 50 or 60 different kids that have circulated through club. How do you tell people about, how do you tell students about club? How do you connect with kids? Uh, I think the biggest thing is going on campus at Clovis West at lunchtime. So later today I'll be doing that. And I just go around uh, during their lunchtime and find kids and just hang out. And, you know, at the at the start of it, when I first began going on campus, it's a little bit awkward trying to find kids and say, hey, how's it going? And then you're just hanging with them while they're eating lunch. But now, after developing these relationships with these kids, uh, they'll run up to me and whoever comes on campus with me and just want to hang out. So that's great. And that way... Uh, if I run into one kid who goes to Campus Life, I meet five of their friends who I've never seen before, and they ask, like, how do you know him, or, or what's Campus Life? And so I can tell them, you know, that the schools are are a little bit strict on how much you can uh, talk to kids about um, with Campus Life or any religious affiliation, I guess. Um, but once kids ask, I can definitely tell them what it is, and, and or else say, hey, ask your friend. They know. Mm-hmm. One thing I know that, uh, you know, we always try to follow the laws of the land and especially to be a, a, a pleasure to the administration, not a curse. And so we'll make sure that the administration knows that we're on. We do all the procedures. We sign in. We mm-hmm. check in. We get clearance to go on campus and then we'll obey the, the rules. Uh, one, one of the rules I know is although we make flyers for clubs, we're not supposed to bring a pack of flyers and start handing them out willy-nilly to the kids. Yeah. But the kids have the power on campus. They, Absolutely. If they bring the flyers on, boy, they can uh, influence their campus to participate. And that's what they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this year we haven't, we kind of started out um, more with that, but uh, there really hasn't been a bunch of handing out flyers for kids to give out. And I, I feel like we're kind of missing a couple steps. But there's a lot of word of mouth as well. There is. There is. And I feel like there could be so much more if we had uh, more volunteer help to be involved with kids throughout the week and in touch with mm-hmm. them and helping to get stuff like flyers into the hands of uh, the other students. Yeah. So that's a major thing, I think. Yeah. Is, is you know, um we talk about that a lot is just there is the need for volunteers. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it does get sometimes frustrating because really 
the amount of time, like if, if someone can carve out an hour or two out of their week, it's a huge impact oh, yeah. to be able to get to know kids. Uh, you know, I encourage folks listening to consider volunteering. High school kids are a pleasure. I mean, it's a great joy to get to know these kids. Mm-hmm. And you could, I know that we can only give what we can give, but sometimes we don't think about it until we're challenged. And so I challenge anybody listening, if, if, you wanna, if you're looking for a place to plug in in ministry, if you think that maybe you need to be challenged to look at a ministry opportunity, come and give two hours a week to Campus Life. Come to club. See if you want to go on campus and then connect with the basketball tournament or the, you know, the football games on Friday nights or whatever's going on that's just fun to do, and it's a way to connect with kids and to be that voice of a caring adult in their lives. So there's the challenge for our listening audience. Jonathan is going on campus but could really use some partners to, uh, to meet more kids and be there for them on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that, that you've done, Jonathan, that, that we do as a ministry is we've hold, held an annual trip, and it's gone on for many years, the SoCali Rally. Mm-hmm. And it brings up a, a cheer in the, kids, uh, in the kids' clubs when we talk about SoCali Rally because they love it so much. Tell us a little bit about that trip. Yeah, uh, this is an awesome trip. And when I started this this year at the beginning of the school year in the fall, that's the first thing kids were asking about was, when is the SoCali Rally? How much is it going to cost? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Um, so with the SoCali Rally, we spend uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of spring break um, taking a bus full of high schoolers down uh, to the first day at Santa Monica Beach, the second day at Knott's Berry Farm, and the third day at uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, we stay at a church uh, overnight, and that's kind of our meeting place for at the end of the day and the first part of the morning. Um, and it's just a blast. Um, the time hanging out at the beach is always fun to really get to know the students there, and we do some great outside games on a big lawn nearby. Um, and tire them out enough to where they'll actually listen to the message. Mm. Um, so it's it's fun and games. It's lots of fun during the day. But mm-hmm. there's relationships going on, which is so important to our ministry. Just yes. hanging with kids, getting to know them, laughing with them, teasing them, uh, you know, laughing when they get sick on the roller coaster or whatever <laughs> that's going on. Uh, and then, of course, supervising them as well. And then, uh, but it's not all fun and games. So, you know, you come back in the evening and, Kind of challenge the kids. Yes, we do. Uh, in the evening and in the mornings, uh, we kind of split it up with the different staff that's going on. Um, this year, uh, we went the way of, of kind of splitting up the events leading up to um, Christ's crucif- crucifixion and resurrection. So uh, one of us took just kind of the life of Jesus. One of us took that sort of week before Jesus, um, having to do with the the betrayal of Jesus and the denial, and then um, one of the other staff members um, just totally wrapped it up well, um, kind of putting a new perspective on um, the gospel account of of Christ dying on that cross and, and being resurrected a few mm-hmm. days later. Mm-hmm. And that was just really neat um, hearing feedback from those students because um, we have plenty that have never been to church before, not even once. And then several students who go to church on a regular basis or at least once in a while. So they've, they've heard that basic account, but hearing it through like Peter's eyes or through um, the eyes of the thief on the cross, that's just something that they've never 
thought about before and it puts a whole new perspective on it for them and i think they just view it in such a different way with so much more weight to it that's great and i do know that some couple of kids made a decision to follow christ this trip as well yeah and i know that several more again said yes i want to be recommitted i want to make sure that i give my life to the lord and and walk with him and follow him in my actions and that's huge because it's a challenge out there it's a challenge for these kids to cling to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool seeing a couple of those students step up and make that commitment and uh, us being able to follow through with them and uh, kind of checking up on them and keeping them accountable. But also there was quite a few students who just aren't ready for that that commitment yet. They don't feel like they know enough or they don't feel like it's worth it to them yet. But if anything, they got uh, just more knowledge of of what 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 went down and and why Christ even needed to die for us, I'll tell you on that on the bus rides was some of the best conversations I had mm. with when I'm stuck next to a high school guy, and he's stuck next to me for a couple hours. You know he starts asking questions. Uh, one guy in particular just had all kinds of great questions on like why did God have to to punish it to to punish his son you know, for us, you know, mm-hmm. why did he create the world if we're just going to be sinful, mm-hmm. you know, and separated from him? All kinds of questions that, that I used to ask myself and, and it was really a blessing to be able to provide answers and look even deeper than what he was asking mm-hmm. at the reasons behind this for it. I see this all the time, Jonathan. It's like, we think these kids, um, so sometimes you have an image of a high school kid and they're, you know, tripping around and just laughing and teasing their friends. And we think they're shallow, but they're not. These kids are smart and they're asking deep questions, the same kind of questions adult Christians ask. Questions about eternity, about relationship with Christ. And we get to be there. We get to have the privilege of being there for them to talk them through and answer these questions, whether it's at club or after club. Like you said, on the bus, rides home sometimes are the greatest time to connect with kids and They've been challenged in club, and they're, they're wondering the answers to some of these questions. So what a great privilege, again, that we have to minister. Um, we're coming close to the end of our time, but I want to ask you a final question yeah. and kind of put you on the spot. But what has being a volunteer and a staff member with these kids, what's it meant to you, and how has it impacted you? Um, it's a lot of work, first of all. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody off, but... Uh, it does take commitment and it's not one of those things where you kind of check in for your hour or two week and check out and don't think about it till next week. It's when you talk with these kids, they're going to be on your mind and which is great because then it leads you to, to be in, be in prayer for them, um, and be thinking about them and checking up on them. Um, for me, it's been so cool, uh, coming in at the beginning of this school year, not knowing a single kid at Clovis West and, uh, beginning to to get to know them and develop some cool relationships with them. And now, um, just a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting around in a circle for a game um, where you kind of have to memorize each other's names. And we played something like that at the beginning of the year, and nobody knew each other's names. I didn't know their names. But now everybody knows, you know, right off the top of their head. And I was just kind of looking around realizing, like, man, I love these kids. And I love working with them. And as hard as it is at sometimes. Um, I love working with them and being able to pour into them like this. Mm. I know they're going to look back and they're going to say, wow, that was a special time in my life. They're going to always take campus life with them. And I know they love it. 
Well, and Jonathan, your, your passion is great, and I know that you're doing a wonderful job of serving youth and serving the Lord at the same time. So thank you for coming in and appreciate your ministry. Sure thing. Thanks. Um, you know, folks, you heard a lot here today, and I want to just, again, ask and beseech our listening audience, if it's in your heart to consider volunteering, call us, 237-4741, or check out more on our website, yfcnow.org. I always push our videos on there. You'll see uh, ministry in action on our videos. They're well done. They're brief, just you know, seven or eight minutes uh, long to find out what we're doing and how it goes over. And I'd encourage you to go to yfcnow.org and just take a look at some of those. Just look, look for a couple minutes. I bet you can't put it down. I bet you'll watch the whole thing. Well, thanks again for listening. God bless you and take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our youth.